Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How and we? I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. We missed I, you, man. I feel like it's been, uh, you know, it's been like, you know, at least two weeks that I haven't been here. Because I haven't been here for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly the amount of time you have. That's exactly the amount of time. Well, I missed you guys. I mean, I was on vacation, so I didn't miss you that week. But I did miss <laughs> you guys. It's all good, man. Um, you've been, you, were, you were doing your uh, big chalk art pieces, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes instead of doing things on uh, on site, we pre-do them on canvas and or vinyl. And, right. uh, and then install them um, on site the day of. Right. Usually that's in the case of if it has to last more than, you know, a day or so and we fear rain, which is every day here in South Florida, um, especially this time of year. Um, and uh, and the other reason we do that is sometimes um, in this particular case, uh, the, the project is um, – the project is three street paintings, and the activation is all on the same day. Well, clearly, oh, wow. I, I can't create. You know, uh, my business partner and I cannot create. Uh, you know, three street paintings all in one day of sure. that of that size and magnitude, all in three D and et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, we pre paint them on uh, sometimes canvas. In this case, we're doing vinyl, and um, and then we'll go and actually install all three on that day, and cool. so they all get activated that day. Where are they being installed? Uh, one is going to be in Delray and Old School Square. Right. The one is going to be right over by the fountains in downtown West Palm. And cool. one is going to be um, right across from the lighthouse in Jupiter. That's awesome. You're yeah. just all over yeah. South Florida. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be a, it's a Palm Beach County initiative for Restaurant Week. Oh, okay. So uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe August 12th is the activation date. Right. So, so uh, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I can't wait. I, I, you sent me a picture of one of them. It looks awesome. It's badass. Yeah, yeah. So we have we did one. Um, we did one for the Miami Dolphins, and then um, for their for their uh, training camp. Yeah, um, they have a new training facility, and then now we uh, now we're doing these three for the restaurant week. And so cool. Um, we've got uh, two out of those three in the in the bag already done. So that's great. And if if anyone listening hasn't seen Hector's art. You can find it on Artist Diaz or, or Chalk Guys is what we're talking about right now. Yeah, is, yeah. Chalk is, Guys is what we're talking about right now, but I do yeah. my own stuff also at Artist Diaz. So. Yeah, you should check it out. So this is our very first gear episode. It's very yeah, exciting. Man, very excited it's, about this It also one. happens to be our 20th episode, which is pretty Oh, cool. wow. Yeah. So Excellent. it kind of adds up. And we have, uh, we have the um, absolute expert and, um, and guru and uh, gear wizard Scott Gaylor with us today. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I Actually, we had like, at this like point. the Scooby Doo man. We need a little box with buttons so we can introduce people and press the button and you know, <laughs> cheering and clapping. We'll fix it in post. We we can add it in post yeah. or like every Kiss live album. Yeah, what the, the oh. audience the, the audience laughing. <laughs> yeah, so so Scott, what um you have brought what can only be described as a magnificent. Pedal board with us today. Cyborg so, pedal board. Yeah. Could you, uh, <laughs> could you just tell us all about it, starting at the beginning? Okay. A um, couple things right out of the gate. This is a custom pedal board. That's the name of the company out of the UK. Chris made this very quickly and got it to me very quickly. So I want a big shout out and say thank you to him for that because that was huge to pull it off. And this is also their new series of the Extra Deep. So mostly when you see a top-tier board, you only get the one row. This can f- accommodate multiple rows of pedals depending on what you're using. Right. I really wanted to make this kind of a flex board for this show. So sure. I went kind of crazy with the bigger pedals. But personally, if I would build this board for everyday use, 
I would probably not have this on there just because this is my main studio reverb. Right. I treat this as the desktop unit. But if I flip, you've got a top layer. And you can see the flip. Yeah, you can. Good. So on the top layer, I've got dual power supplies on there that grab everything. I've got a junction box. You can have more pedals underneath or other ways to add stuff. And this is bulletproof. Like you can pack all this up. It's just shy of 50 pounds, so it's flyable. Right. Um, Go pedal by pedal. Underneath the blue pedal is an MD200 from Boss. It's basically their modulation compilation pedal. H9 Max, so the H9 is completely maxed out. It means it has every preset in it. Do you mind if I just quickly jump in? With the power supplies that you have on there, mm-hmm. is there any reason why you'd choose even tied ones over any others? Uh, they'll do 600 milliamp. Right. Uh, these need 500 each, right. and nobody else does it at the time that I got those. Since then, yep, other right. people have. Also, too, with this board in particular and other boards I've had, the pedal power stuff, which I have – I'm not even kidding. I have half a dozen pedal powers. Right. One, yeah, two, sure. threes. I've, you know, they're thick and they're heavy. Yeah. And so we're thinking about shaving weight. So one of those is about the equivalent weight of two of the Eventide. Right. And the the pedal power, the Voodoo Labs, which I love, yeah. can't power these. Right. Properly. Okay. Interesting. So that as the digital ages come, the pedals. Um, this pedal itself, the switcher, is power hungry. These are power hungry, and it's way worse to underpower a pedal than it is to overpower a pedal. If you underpower a pedal, yeah. it's going to constantly pull, yeah. and that's how you're going to smoke a pedal. If you overpower a pedal, I'm not talking 9-volt, 12-volt, 18-volt. I'm saying milliamp. Yeah. Right. You can put 600 milliamp into a 500 milliamp pedal and not blow it up. And also the, the power supplies underneath can be 9, 12, or 18-volt via dip switches. Right. So okay. I can have any combination <clears throat> There's nothing I can't power with this board. I doubled Great. it up just because I have two. I didn't really need to do two power supplies, but it, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why not have two? And I wanted to push, honestly, this is probably the board I'm taking to uh, Anaheim in January right. for the shows. So I kind of wanted to test the waters to see how much weight I could kind of squeeze in. Right. Um, the only thing, and I apologize for the viewers and listeners, I didn't get a chance to wire the MIDI because as I explained to the guys when I got here, the cables that I have for MIDI are the big full-size guitar-style cables. Yeah. And it was going to take up too much room, and I didn't want to sacrifice tones. So for right now, the new cables from Boss are coming that are adjustable, and they're super thin. And then you can change the angle of the head on the fly, and oh, you don't wow. have to solder anything. That's cool. And uh, they'll be here, unfortunately, next week. Right. But at least uh, you know we can show off the flying faders on things. Sure. Which is just – Still, absolutely killer. It's super cool, yeah. And go back to preset four. On so a like, guitar pedal, yeah, that's awesomely cool. You know, uh, when Joel was talking about this, we all kind of were like, "What?" Because you know, Chase Bliss stuff is already crazy, right? You've got sixteen dip switches on the back. You have six knobs into a compact pedal. You have MIDI on the digital end, but analog everything else. All the circuits yeah. are analog. And this is. Uh, this is crazy. Flying faders, big box. Yeah. Uh, and as you can see, there's already two of this pedal without giving too much away. There'll be more in this format. So right. it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, Boss DD500, kind of the, it is the flagship of the Boss pedals in the first and the 500 series. At the time, it was the biggest and the best as far as Hertz 96 and 24. 
I don't think anything has topped that yet, and it, it really does everything. So if I just turn that on really quick and I go just to that, which is going to be six. I've kind of got the Andy Timmons thing going on, which Andy took from Eric Johnson, who took from whoever. It's a dual pattern delay. Yeah. So if I was running stereo, this would ping differently. Yeah. And there's a little bit of wobble on the end of it. So the longer delay has chorus on it. The single delay – so I have quarter notes and eighth note. The eighth note has wobble. The other yeah. doesn't. So you get this nice spread. And with an expression pedal, I can blend that in and out. Um, and also, too, the way this pedal works is that will carry over. So when I go to my next – as soon as I turn it off, those delays will, will carry. The right. tails oh, will carry, okay. so, which is really cool. Yeah. Eventide Micro Pitch, uh, Eddie Van Halen pedal in a box, in my personal opinion – Make sure I got the rotary. No, that's the rotary. It's this one. It's just that nice. Uh, let me not kill the volume there a little bit. Cool thing on this pedal while we're here. There's a red button up top, and that you're going to see two rows of writing. So everything on the dot nine series. This is part of what they call the dot nine. Not right. to be confused with the H nine. They currently have a micro pitch. They have a black hole reverb, which was the first pedal, and then they have the ultra tap. All the same format size, yeah. but each one of these buttons do multiple things. So when I hit that button, I can go to the black writing right. now and adjust that one knob. Yeah. So now I'm pit- I'm changing output level, but if I turn that off, then I'm changing mix. Right. Okay. Which is really cool, and it's one of the reasons why it's on the top and not on the bottom. Yeah. Because I do like having that function. Plus, I have five presets, so I can tap a preset, and now I have something different. Yeah. Another one? <laughs> yes, and that sound was programmed that way intentionally. Go back to regular <laughs> That's one. Awesome. That's a big Eddie Van Halen spread, that... And I'm playing with very little gain for me on this. The amp is clean. All the gain is coming out of the Mark II, and it's purely on the overdrive setting. So Coming out of this guy. Coming out yeah. of there. And so I can change my overdrive choices. Right, but if I want to add fuzz. That's the Benson pedal you were doing that with? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, it's Chase Bliss and Benson. and Chris Benson, the fuzz is Chris Benson. Okay. Right. The overdrive and everything else. So it's a combination. Uh, if you, Chase Bliss did the Brothers pedal. I don't know if you saw that right. one. Yeah. Which was a combination of a bunch of other stuff, and Chris was involved in that as well. Um, this is the Brothers meets the Benson fuzz, or the Benson preamp, really. Right. And kind of messed all in one. I... I, I I honestly use these as more tabletop studio units than I do pedal board stuff. Sure. Yeah, it's really interesting, and it's something that um, I would use them for, for sure. I'm looking at it now and thinking that, you know, like rather than messing around with um, kind of amp sims on the uh, on, as a software, like, you know, some of the distorted and like overdriven tones coming out of that are beautiful. You literally could take this and I do it all the time as I go I use a Apollo Twin Mark II or yeah. Mark III doesn't matter an Apollo Twin two channel interface yeah. I go straight out of this into that and I go in the world of sound uh, is it world of sound or wall of sound I think it's world of sound 
from Two Notes Audio. Right. Uh, and I pick a couple cabinets and I pick a power amp. Like I can like I can change the tube amp settings on there. I'm running EL34s right now on the amp I'm playing through. Okay. Um, you can do the same thing in World of Sound. Yeah. So most of the stuff I've been posting lately has either been that or the new radial hot rod deluxe. Right. Into the you know into my doll. Like I'm uh, nothing. No amps are being harmed yeah. at, at my house currently because <laughs> um, I really I had a leak. So I'll, to take us off track for a minute, I had a leak in my studio. Oh no, water leak. Water leak. Oh god. And it was very close to basically my pedal collection. Oh, so god. I had to. One of the few, few other skills I have left is drywall. I, I was a really good drywall guy. So I, yeah. I was, got up there. We figured out what was wrong. Four thousand dollars later, it's fixed. But. I destroyed the room in the process, so I haven't put it back together. And then I was getting ready to do this. So it looks like hurricane season at Guitar Center, but if Guitar Center had really good gear locally. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Snap. My bad. My, my, my bad, B. My bad. Um, so as I was digging through stuff, there was other stuff I wanted to bring, but we can do this on other things. Like I oh, have yeah. the Chase Bliss uh, – the combination they just did with, with Zvex, the Bliss right. Factory, which is amazing. Right. But the problem with sometimes, like, I don't want to put that pedal on a board. Right. It means too much to me. Joel gave it to right. me personally. There's, uh, there's, you know, like my TB2 from Boss. Like, sure. You know, there's there's certain pedals I'll love to bring and show you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they're not getting Velcro put on them. They're not getting mounted, like... Yeah, I understand that. So sometimes you're, when I'm putting things on a pedal board, I'm like, oh, see ya, kind of a little bit, you know, because I do get damaged a little bit. Well, time. I mean, look at this phaser. Well, your, yeah. your pedal board, Ben, it's, oh, got, yeah. like, it's got like every every pedal on there has some sort of like duct tape something know, or I'm whatever. Holding you know, down with duct tape. It's <laughs> funny, though. From 17 to 22, 23, when I was in Union Jack and we played up and down the East Coast, I had a plywood board. A little bit bigger than this, with five boss pedals Velcro to it. Yeah. Not even the cables, the 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 metal plugs that go between the pedals. Yeah. That people hate. I've never had a problem with, but that's a whole nother another rig talk moment. But the no case, no yeah. gig bag. Right. Underneath a van, in a bus, like that thing went around the US hundreds of times, never had a single problem with it. Pedals yeah. look like hell. I yeah. still own half the pedals. Yeah. I think I think we get too precious with these things, and I'm guilty of it by saying I'm not putting certain pedals on the board. But well, I, I think part of it is, though. I mean, you know, I have to believe that when you were in Union Jack and you had that, you know, plywood with those pedals, that, that they weren't seven hundred and eight hundred dollar pedals. No, but those pedal seven eight hundred dollar pedals didn't exist then either. Right? right no, yeah. no. But that's. You know? But I guess that's my point, though. Is is you know, it was it was a different time then. You know, and so I, I mean, I, I had two three hundred dollar delay pedals on there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, these are still tools. Yeah. The only reason, I guess, I'm sentimental with the like the the Fuzz Factory yeah. and the TB2. There's a connection to me. I'm with Boss. That's yeah. a very limited pedal. They were lucky enough to make sure that I could purchase one. I paid for it. Internet. <laughs> okay, it wasn't given to me. I paid for the fucking pedal. Stop. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, and as a matter of fact, anybody w- with Boss paid for the pedal. Just FYI. Right. You know, even the guys who get stuff comp, we all had to pay for the TB2 because it was a very limited edition. 
But it's a special moment that Yoshi got together with the Tone Bender guys. And there's, so those pedals are, are going to stay at home and get used. They're not showcase pieces. I'm playing yeah, them. But sure. I'm just not going to throw a piece of Velcro on them. Sure. And yeah, I don't even sure. use Velcro now. I use 3M Dual Lock. Like, I have to take – I wish I would have brought it. I was planning on bringing it. I forgot. I have little crowbars that you get at, like, Home Depot, like the little metal yeah. ones. You have to come underneath and pry right. these. These don't come up. Oh, well, that's good. 3M, what did you say? You 3M use? dual lock. Okay. So soft side Velcro, and for the love of God, people, soft side Velcro down. Never the scratchy stuff on the board. Soft side Velcro always. Never the scratchy side. Okay. All right. And then 3M, and this stuff's going nowhere. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to be a, tr- if TSA wants to destroy the board, it's going to be a project. <laughs> okay, they're they're, they're going to have work on their hands, and plus too, like if you look at this, and I don't know if you can see, yeah, there it is. Like this, I took a piece of dual lock here just to hold this in place. That's not coming off. Like if, yeah, I'd have to legitimately get underneath there and pry the damn thing up. So yeah, it is. Uh, and that was John from Creation Pedal Boards who taught me that trick. Th- yeah. The dual lock with the soft side. Bulletproof, never, ever, ever going anywhere. My pedals wiggle around like crazy. To be honest with you, the way that my pedal board is set up and the way I use it, I could just have it as a sealed box with like ins and outs because I don't, I don't touch it. There's one pedal I use on the whole board, and the rest of it freeze is, pedal. Is, yeah, and the rest of it is just triggered. I love my guitar. Pedal. Everything right? else is triggered. Everything pedal. else is triggered with the little box that he has mounted to the guitar. Yeah, so. yeah. You so, know, it, it's a weird thing, right? Because Depending on the gig, depends on the board. And so when I go to Anaheim, I'm playing with Chris Poland, Jeff Loomis, and George Lynch. So that's going to be a heavy metal style board. Right. None of this stuff is going. Like yeah, it's sure. It's going to be small, um, and it's going to be – I'll be playing through a Boss Next Tone Artist 2, so the, the new version of this. Right. And um, – I'll be. I'll have that rig set up different. This would be more for like when I was playing with Lauren. This would be atmospheric. So if I went into like a big, let's do a big reverb thing. And so that's an H nine on a Leslie. That's the dual delay. Yeah. And that's the big plate reverb from the CXM. That's luscious. And dirt from this. Could you do me a favor and play me a, a few different, um, like, overdrive uh, just examples on this sure. Benson? Sure. Let me get everything out of this. So this is purely just the Benson. Or the key call. Now you got me calling it Benson. All right. This is just the, the, the Mark II. And I have it set up. So for the record, it is very um, – Okay, cool. It is very not dirty, dirty. So the amp is clean. It's kind of run like a Marshall. So the preamp, the master volume is down, but the preamp is up, and it's 34s. So basically this is my my plexi. Uh, If I go through, so here you're selecting how you're doing this. Got a little little more harmonic top end. Yeah. Right? Basically silicone. Right. So change the di- the diode to silicone. Now, I don't know how much that's going to pick up on YouTube. Right, yeah. But you can hear in the room. Yeah. It's, it's, got, the, it's got that overtone bite yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, 
I can scroll through. I'll just go through presets. So each preset here, as you, I love the flying faders. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so this is just a straight clean boost. Right. So if I was gonna take that with a delay and reverb, single coil. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Take those off. Those tails will go for days. This is a little bit of bite. Yeah. It's germane. It now you see how the red is in this. This is the germanium diode. Right. It's got that nice overtone to it. Now I can gate it. Oh, oh man, that's crunchy. Right? Or take the gate off. That was cool. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I like that. Now, this, if I remember correctly, yeah. So this is old school fuzz or single note fuzz. Almost octave. Matter of fact, let's do this. So that is phase 90, octave pedal, and that. But if I just do the fuzz itself. So that compression coming from the pedal. Yeah. yeah. I have no compressors on this board at all. Right, yeah. I'd love me some compression, but don't need it with this setup. Yeah. What do we got here? Now, this is kind of the smush gated fuzz. So I think your son was asking about smashing poppers yeah. earlier. Yeah. But you still get the clarity. Got to wet that up a little bit, though. It's just it's an interesting tone. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it's a lot of guys that chase bliss and, and Benson and those guys are definitely cats of the nineties. You right. know what I mean? Of that that kind of shoegazer slash grunge slash emo kind of thing. Yeah. So there's there's a ton of that, and again. More, more gated, more cut. But you yeah. can also change the Q setting, which is your mid range. So I can pick where I want to, where I want to take my mid range. Go ahead, grab that mid range slider and just play with it. Oh, that opens it right up. Now let's change the the Q on it one more time. Much narrow Q. Oh yeah. Big wide vibrato doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, and standard preset, which is a sorry, Justin, that is a great big loud clean boost. It just right. ripped off whatever mic levels. Sorry, I just ruined whatever mic levels there was. But, um, <laughs> this is my tapping kind of thing. So I've also knocked myself out of tune. Shock and awe. Uh, again, we'll go delay and, and take a little bit of that mix out. But if I do like a. It's the standard. It'll carry through. And if you hear, mute that so it doesn't kill everything, you've got the fade of the chorus or the wetness of the delay 
eating to the drench of the reverb, which really just starts yeah. to manipulate itself into nothingness, which is awesome. And both of those are coming from, from the one single Boss Delay pedal? Yes. Okay. So the cool thing with the Boss Delay pedal – and by the way, if you own the Boss Delay pedal and you haven't updated, go please do that because you're missing out on great stuff. You, uh. you, you can have dual delays across the board. Right. And in this case, there's a looper in here. Like for you, because I know you love the looper stuff and the other things and the freeze. Sure. There's a freeze setting in this. Right. Don't ask which one it is because I don't remember. <laughs> but there's a, there's a freeze <laughs> setting in it. Um, there's a looper in it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great stuff. And I've had this since 20 – I got them right before they came out. So right. the 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 show that they came out at, I got one. Gotcha. And I, I've not – put it away since like it's yeah. been on every board since then because <laughs> it does everything i need it to do in one delay yeah and the modulation on the back side is just stupid stupid good yeah it That's sounds great. like it's got a lot to offer in one pedal yeah i mean you know the question usually comes next well why not why this and not a strime and you're a boss guy you got that because it's boss i don't see the 150 dollars difference that's what i i don't see i think side by side if i played them both to you neither one of you're going to be like oh yeah, I see $150 worth of difference. Right, sure. yeah. Now, I, I'll make that argument with, say, an octopedal. Like, I think this octopedal kills the pog. I don't, I don't think they're in the same category. Yeah. It's not that I don't like the pog. I own a pog. Well, I I ended up, for, for the, my purposes, because um, I use an octopedal for to, when I do a duo with someone and use it for the bass. And um, oh. and I had I have the OC5 and I really like it, but I got the Electro Harmonics one that kind of models basses and it's a bit of a different approach. Yep. And that actually for me is better. And and that's well, the and first that's the time trick. I think I've ever taken something over a boss. Like, yeah. but that's the beautiful thing is we're gonna have somebody in the comments be like, well, just get a damn Axe Effects. Look at all that. Right. Yeah. And I could buy an Axe Effects for what's on this board. Yeah. But. I don't like well, – uh, hold on. I don't want to piss anybody off. The Axe Effects doesn't work for what I do. Right. The, the gain structures don't feel right to me. The delays and the compressions and all that are stellar. They're amazing. Yeah. But the gain – and to me, that's where my bread and butter is at. It d- doesn't work for me. It just right. doesn't. So, And I like the textile thing that I can reach down and go. Yeah. I'm not dodging menus and no. There's, so, there's arrows something to be and, said about uh, you know. analog, old school stuff. Man. I cannot stand going through menus on things, and like I'm, I'm 100% knobs and knobs and levers. <laughs> I'll be completely honest, guys. Like you have paid my bills for a long time because <laughs> guys will see this and be like, "I want one, cool." And then I sell them to them when I used to work in a music store, and then come back and be like, "I don't know what I'm doing." I'm like, "Cool, 150 bucks. I'll come set that bad boy up." And, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the cool thing with this, so you can see, hopefully you can see the lights on this. When the lights are blue, I'm literally just banging through presets. So this is just the two, Jace, the two Chase Bliss pedals. This is the Chase Bliss pedal and the Boss MD-200. Yeah. Can you um, explain exactly what, just let's kind of start from the beginning with sure. this thing. What's going okay. on with that? This is the Boss ES-8. They make an ES-8 and, and an ES-5. Yeah. There's more differences than just the number five and three. You're getting eight banks, including a full stereo bank, and you're getting a volume pedal bank that you can either A, insert a volume pedal in that just takes care of the whole rig, or do what I'm doing, which is the four cable method, which is my wet effects are going, with the exception of the phaser, are going into the loop. 
Yeah. And then my octave phaser and the automaton are going into the front of the amp yeah. from one junction box. So on the back side of that pedal yeah, board on Ben's the side, here? there's a box right here. where Ben's pointing close enough. If not, yeah. we'll, we'll edit in a photo. That junction box allows me – oh, let me talk about the junction box. That one is a tip ring sleeve box or a tip sleeve box. So you can right. put in any combination. So that, that five jacks will allow me to put one cable loom on the fly to go. So the whole point of this is the top comes off. I plug the cables in. I'm ready to go. I've got my banks and we're ready to go live. Yeah. We're, we're ready in minutes. And cool. Kid Havoc did a lot of national stuff. Union Jack did a lot of national stuff. You don't have time on those shows to sure. get cute. You're, sure. not, you're not putting stuff together and testing stuff. Yeah. And with the minute you're done, the, the whoever's running that stage is throwing you off. Oh, so yeah. I've I been can, there, mate. Yeah. Throw the top on, bolt it, take the cable loom, I'm out. Done. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. And that's what all this stuff is is about. Like I came home today played with this for a few minutes went cool i don't have to worry about it and threw it in the car until i had to come here yeah it wasn't like oh my god is it gonna work no i knew when i got in i turned it on so what the switcher does here is it gives me 129 banks it might be more by now since the update way more than i'll ever i'm an eight bank guy at best like i tend to never (laughs) go past eight banks and eight banks is a luxury it's me being silly is 129 the midi number Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that will give me 129 MIDI banks, and each yeah. bank will give me eight loops. So it's pretty Jesus. stupid. Yeah. Okay. So as I pedal through this, no pun intended. And that's just that. Right. That's the Eventide H9 set on a Leslie. Six is everything's bypass. It's a guitar straight amp. Still sounds good on its own. Yeah. Now, if I go into a bank, like bank one, and I step on memory or manual, now all eight loops are active. So I can turn them all on and get silly. I don't know what this is going to sound like. (laughs) Sorry, Justin. Um, (laughs) You can turn all eight and get silly. Let me turn those off so I don't kill everybody. Um, Or I can just have the one. Or I can turn on delay. This is what I like about it. So if I'm, I'm playing my regular preset, right, I'm doing my thing, and I'm like, wow, you know what? That is just too wet for the room. I'm going to turn that off. And you know what? I don't like the delay. So then I go in the manual mode. I turn the delay off. Yeah. And it's all on the fly. There's no menu involved. Like, I'm done Exa- now. Yeah, exactly. And, for, and now, okay, well, yeah. oh, you just changed everything. Everything that was there, it goes right back unless I hit save. Yeah. So on the fly, this is the way to go. I mean, I was a kid who wanted the Bradshaw rig, right? Yeah. And Bradshaw rigs then were forty and $50,000, right. what people were paying for houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't going to work. And the Voodoo Labs ground control came out with a, a, an affordable system, which is still like several thousand dollars. But And I had that and that was great, but you still couldn't. Do this. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. That that was what sold me. And when I made the switch, because I used rack gear up till 2009. I was a dinosaur. Like I hung right. on to using a, an eight space rack and a switcher huh. because I wanted to do this. 
one button, one thing because I wanted to put on a show. I wanted to run around. I, yeah. I didn't want to be the guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted, tap dancing. On yeah, the I wanted board. to put on a show. I wanted to be silly and have my hair down and run around and spin my guitar and slide and do all the all yeah, the dumb man. stuff that that we do that is fun, right? Yeah. That, that makes this gig what it is. So having a single button or Chris, my old tech, rest rest in peace, my brother, he could run the board on tight shows. Right. And shows where I didn't have any stage, he knew the songs well enough. I didn't even have to have the board. He could just push the buttons. So Yeah, that's great. You know, that became kind of the thing. And this is a carryover of that. Right. You know, um, the rack was just getting things that looked like my pedals, but easier. Yeah. But not easier because they old digital sucked. <laughs> but this, this to me is the best thing since sliced bread. The five version of this obviously is only is smaller. You don't get a stereo loop and you don't get a volume loop, so you have to sacrifice a loop if you want to use the four cable method. Right. The cool thing was having this volume loop, and unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see this up close. But I can move these pedals around. These yeah. orders aren't static. So if I decide I want this into this into this, I just program it. Yeah. And then when I hit that program, it's there. Um, a great example of that is the Eventide H9. There's a program, a sound called Bottom Feeder, right. number 53. But it's a front of amp patch. There's no way to make that work unless it's front of amp. Right. Right? So I would program that in. I would move that volume cursor over so that now the H9 is going to the front of the amp for that one particular sound and it's saved. Yeah. And that's why this is wired. Like if. You're at home looking at this. If like you're at home with your own scorecard, and you're yeah. like, "Why is that? That doesn't make sense." The, the delay is after the reverb, and why is the phaser before the court? This order has nothing to do with the banks. Yeah, this is one. Okay, two is underneath. Three is that. Four, five. I'm sorry, that's two. Move everything at once. So five is that. Six is the delay, and seven is the verb. Yeah. So. I could put them in any order. That doesn't really matter. Sure, you know? and that's what makes it awesome. That's the that's the yeah that, the big game changer right there. Yeah, well, that's plus absolutely too, amazing. You could be able to just change it around without actually physically changing it. Around. Well, you've got a Marshall DSL in here. There's a Fender amp behind me, and I'm using a Boss Nextone. I could get a couple tippering sleeve cables, and now I can control channel changes on all those amps. Right. Yeah. All of them at the same time. If I really wanted to get stupid. And yeah. really wanted to dive into CC messages and programming. Wow. So is it straight out of the box easy to use? No. Right. <laughs> no, okay. sure. Not at all. Sure. But the ES5 is. The ES5 is kind of set up. Like you don't have to, to jump through hoops. Like this, you need to even turn loops. Like when I first took it out of the box, you know, I'm guitar guy. I don't need to read instructions. Sure. And I'm like, it's not making any sound. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you need to turn all the loops on. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's there's a process to it. Um Software updates are, are pretty regular, although this one's a pain in the butt to update because it requires a MIDI dump to do it, but whatever. You can also edit. Like, I can edit this. I can edit that. I can edit that. I can edit both those pedals underneath all on my computer. So either right. via my phone or my laptop, I can yeah. go in. I can go in and do – the best thing about the ES8 is I can go in and do all those crazy pedal commands inside a computer screen. Right. Not on this little tiny thing if I don't want to. Yeah. And I, you know, I wear glasses, and they're progressives. <laughs> I'm blind, so not having to do that makes it easier. And the fact that I can go, we talked about this earlier. What if the, the rig breaks? 
I've got my bank saved on a, on my phone, so I just send that to whatever pedal. I mean, this is a Guitar Center pedal. I can go to Guitar Center and get this. this okay. is a, or Sam Ash or Sweetwater. Whatever town I'm in, more than likely I, I'm going to be able to find this if it, something goes tragically wrong, and I already have everything here. Same thing with the H9, same thing with the DD500. Not so much with the Chase Plus stuff, um, yeah. but definitely the micro pitch and things like that. What are the kind of on the Chase Bliss stuff? What's the kind of amounts of like how available are the pedals? Is pre-pandemic he kept on top of things, right? And not that he's not keeping on top of things now. The there was a big chip fire, the factory over in uh, somebody in the comment section will know. I think it was Osaka. They, made, they basically make all the chips for all these pedals, right? Burnt to the ground. Oh my! And God. I don't mean like they had a fire; they burnt to the ground. Good God! So chips have been a problem for everybody, right? And that's why things are limited and taking a long time. And Interesting. They're staying on top of it and really, you know, they bought a both Keeley and Chase Bliss. Chase Bliss. Wow, yeah. never screwed that up before. Both got new factories this year, and they they factories is the wrong word. New workplaces where they're building their pedals, and okay. so I'm excited for both Robert and and Joel because they're they're really trying to get. You know, let's face it. Joel was, was two dudes or three dudes when I met him. It was him? Yeah, I was going to ask Zach. you what size the teams were. I mean, when I met him, it was him and Zach and Paul. Right. And they had three pedals. Here's a great picture. I met him in Nashville. He had three pedals on a little tiny board, and I, I bought all three immediately. Like I was like, wow. these are ridiculous. I've got to have them. Yeah. And he's literally become a brother. And so that's wonderful. Um. The stuff that he makes is just so st- – he's changed – you know, like there's guys who change the game in whether sports or music or whatever. Yeah. He's changed the game in pedal building. Wow. Hands down changed the game. Yeah. And that's not to take away from the godfather Robert Keeley. I mean – I don't know. I'm going to nerd out for a minute. Sure. No boss. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. <laughs> if there's no boss, there's no nobody. Yeah. There's no Keeley. There's no Wampler. There's no Maris. There's no – they don't exist. Yeah. Boss – Took the compact pedal game, made it what it was. JHS started out modding boss pedals. Keeley started modding boss pedals. Really? Brian Wampler started modding boss pedals. All these guys started their careers modding boss pedals. Right. That was their that was their gig. And then it evolved in these other things. Uh, Joel stepped out of college and went to work for Zvex. Right. Zvex also modded boss pedals. Like right. it all comes back to this. Yeah. And. Robert was really the godfather of the, of the classic mods. That's how I met him was when he started making pedals. And he made the best compressor in the world to me, which is a, the little, simple little silver two knob, which was based on the old Ross compressor. Yeah, Great story. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if Robert, if you see this, I apologize if I got it wrong. You got to understand, I'm a big geek when I'm with these guys. Like I asked <laughs> them so many questions. They must just be like, dude – my god here just take the pedal are you away. okay <laughs> like why are you why are you talking so first time i got to really meet and talk with robert it's like i have to understand how you started he goes simple i looked up a pedal that i wanted and they were super expensive because on the used market and i thought i'm an electrical engineer i can build this yeah and he took a ross compressor he's a big fan of trey as not uh, as i can't pronounce it trey from fish y'all figure out the rest of it yeah there. yeah yeah uh they, he took trey's Trey used one, so he right. had, he got he found a schematic online and built it. 
Wow, that's great. And that's the pedal. I, and I don't have that one, but I have that, a version of that pedal, the early ones that are oh, hand-stamped. And it was just ridiculous. And then all these guys started building and doing more things and progressing. And now the homebrew guys, what I call them, and, and that meant with respect, by the way. That's not a, not a dig. Sure. There's so many great builders. Like if you watch that pedal movie – a, it's like for me, it's like watching all my friends, which is really cool. Yeah, what's it called? That pedal movie. Oh, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> or the pedal <laughs> I movie. I have never seen it. Yeah, it's on all everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. bought it's it for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's it's reverb. Everywhere. Yeah, right. reverb put it together. Oh, cool. Um, and you've got Josh telling you know Josh Scott from JHS going deep in the storage. They, they're talking to Robert. They're talking to Joel. Oh, nice. uh, they talk to all the big players and all the small players and everybody in between. And I, I think for guitar players, especially who love creating sound sculptures and this is the golden age because this is four high-end reverbs that would cost you ten thousand dollars in 78 yeah that yeah sure it's 800 bucks or 900 bucks it's 899 it's still not ten thousand dollars sure sure, and it sounds every bit as good if not better well yeah i mean earlier we were talking about uh you know all the all the different banks, the programming, and you know, it even even stuff that's, you know, I mean, it comes off as comes across as simple, but I'm sure there's it's not simple at all. But um, you know, being able to interchange uh, the order and just all yep. that kind of stuff, like, you know, twenty five, thirty years ago, I mean, hell, ten years ago, five years ago, like a lot of this stuff was not available, or you know, this is twenty fourteen. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like this stuff, right. like. A lot of this stuff, just the digital, the digital age. You know, I mean, analog pedals have their place, and I and I still there's a lot of analog pedals that that I hold, you know, close and dear. But the, the digital age has absolutely changed the game completely. Like you, like you said, I mean, talking about how you have uh, all your all your presets and everything in your phone, yep. and it, and if this this broke or this got lost or whatever, you just pick up another one and dump everything back in, and boom, you're done. Yeah, I mean, there's... You know, that's crazy. There's probably 20 hours of programming into this delay of me programming presets and things that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll never lose it. Yeah. Where, you know, if I take a phaser, right? Ooh. Right, I take this phaser and I go like this. I can't save that. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a one knob, so I don't know where it's at. But <laughs> yeah, like, sure. if I if I just if I pull in something crazy, I, I can't save that. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's there's advantages and disadvantages. I mean, last time I was here, I had my GT one thousand, yeah, which has the brains of this in that format. Yeah. What's different is you also get all the effects, and they're not really that far apart in price, which is strange. Like the GT one thousand is about a thousand bucks. This right. is about seven hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, so. For $250 more, you get an expression pedal slash wah pedal slash volume pedal and all the effects. But whether you like the effects or not is the whole Well, and, yeah. and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think I recall you saying that with that pedal that you were able to also like if – there, if there's a particular pedal or a particular sound or a particular you know, patch of whatever that you like, you can literally find it online and download it or yep. something. You know, there's it, a whole there, – Just a whole There's a whole community of, just, yeah. of that as well of guys trading patches is, and sounds. Yeah, which is amazing. And getting really crazy with it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we did stuff with Nina Strauss, which is the guitar player for Alice Cooper. Um, right. we, I did a clinic with her for Boss in Tampa. Tampa? I don't know, somewhere in the state of Florida. Right. Boss has Florida things I get the call. 
<laughs> so um, I got there and I brought my GT1000 because she was flying in and I was like, just program in whatever you want or you dump your sounds in. I'll just dump mine in later. She's okay. like, no, I use stock sound number three. <laughs> Straight up. She, she didn't even, wow. other than setting the level, she didn't mess with it. And yeah. I walked her through some stuff that night or that day or whatever because she had questions because it, she was doing a clinic tour and she wasn't, the unit was still new. Yeah. At that point, uh, she used a, um, I believe, a GT10 up to that point, whatever the precursor was, which I think is the 10. But she didn't, she didn't deep dive it. She didn't have to. Yeah. She was happy with it. I'm a, you know, a pedal geek, nerd person. <laughs> I, you know, I, I installed my own IRs. I, you know, I was a guy who drove Mustangs forever that did every bolt on part to the engine I could. Like, it's no different. I sure. traded one set of bolt on parts for another set of bolt on parts. But the, yeah. The trick for this for me is just being able to – whatever's on my mind or my mood, I can create. Yeah. And, and I truly believe whether it's the instrument itself or the pedal or the people around you, I think there's a song living in everything. There's, there's right. something oh, living I, I in everything. Totally. And if this inspires that riff or that song or that ideal, pile them all on. Yeah, give man. A, give them all. Me. That's it, because it's all creative tools at the end of the day, and it's you know it's, that's first and foremost the most important thing to remember with all this. You know, you can like how shiny it is and etc. But I mean, you know, making music out of it is the whole point, and and I totally agree with that. Like, if I any any time I get a new guitar or or if I um if I just pick up someone's ukulele that's lying around or something, or, or, or you know I get a new pedal, you know, and and you just it'll spark something, you know, and then all of a sudden you're off to the races and that, you know, that's been the toughest part for me with this whole COVID thing. Cause not yeah. doing trade shows means I don't get to play great players. Like yeah. at these trade shows, I like to play with the guys like Alex Hutchins or, or Jeff Loomis or these cats or, or Chris Poland for the love of God. Like, yeah. and it's so inspiring because you're, you're, you're in awe, but you're taking that energy and you're trading yeah. and, you play something they like or you, they play something you like and then we're talking gear and, you know, it's you come back almost euphoric. Yeah, I get that. And, and wanting to do more and more and more stuff. And there's something about someone else playing something as well that it's like until you know how they do it, it's magic. You know what 100%. I mean? And, and, and 100%. you hear, hear them doing it like that and, and it just it, – it kind of creates this sense, sensation in you that's just very – good for being creative and you, you you know you're i'll quite often hear someone do something and then try and do it and i'll end up doing it my way yeah. and, and it'll be a bit different and then it'll sort of grow into me sort of rising something well you know. a new new piece of gear is also just hands down always an inspiring thing you know you get yeah. a, new, a new pedal a new whatever you know Absolutely. Um, i think it was uh i want to say it was sons of a tradesman that we had on here and yeah. uh, and andrew was talking about how um you know they had gotten they had gotten some. Uh, I think he had gotten some new pedal or something, and like and like brought it to to band practice, and they wrote a song that night because the pedal had some cool stuff on yep. it. That, yeah, that they you know just exploring something new that they hadn't done before, and, and the pedal did some stuff, and they were like it just sparked an idea. And next thing they knew, they had a song by the end of practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the interesting too with that, so like you and I teach all day. Yeah. That, that's our gig. Yeah. Outside of playing, you know. I, I'm not sure where I'm going with the second half of that, but we teach. Yeah, we have an instrument in our hand all day. 
Ben's also a stripper by day. You didn't know that. <laughs> by day, too. But, but by unfortunately, day. Yeah. he's I not good enough that. to work the night yeah, shift. Yeah, I'm like, he, 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 yeah, he, work, he works the buffet, the buffet was, day, he, oh day shift. <laughs> I have so many bad stories about pulling into a club and our hotel being next to a strip club and having our dollar buffet day stripper oh, nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, there's so oh, many more that's another strip podcast, clubs in the US though. than there are in England. When I moved here and I just kept driving past them in Florida, I was like, wow. You guys you know, do man, like your strip clubs. Yeah. I I was probably one of the only dudes who was just excited about them because of the dollar buffets. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how it is, man. You've got no money. Do you know what I mean? And, oh, God, I'm not... My wife will watch this. I'm not going down. Yeah, we veered, yeah. We veered down All the wrong, right. the wrong road. So we, both you and I teach for a living. That's where we left <laughs> yeah, off sorry. On, on that tangent. <laughs> My bad. Well, when I come back home, so like for two weeks, I've been slowly putting this together yeah. um, because I screwed up and didn't realize I didn't have certain things that I needed and whatever. But every time I'd plug something in, part of the problem would be it. I'd be like, you know, playing around with I, it. I would hear sounds and I would get excited, and then you know it's two yeah. a.m. and I've got shit to do. Like, yeah. Come on, we've got to get this together. And it's it's just again, I would pull out a plastic bin of pedals. Let's do this one. No, how about this one? No, let's play that one. And you got to play them anyways, even if you're not going to use them. I knew damn well I wasn't going to use that pedal, but let's play with it anyways. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and there's that. And I was my TB two. Like I, some new pedals came in. Um, two that i can't talk about yet but like stuff came in so i'm working through that and it was just cool. like wow okay that is, i don't know man i just still enjoy it there's yeah there's and i nothing. really like the fact that we've got we gave you a reason to enjoy putting a pedal board together yeah <laughs> and it's funny too because i called my boy aaron at boss a couple nights ago freaked out because i couldn't get it to work right yeah. right and you got to understand, I charge people ridiculous sums of money to tech out boards. Yeah. And I've teched out boards. I'm not going to tell you who because it's NDAs and stuff. Sure. But I've done famous people's boards. Yeah. I've teched them out. I've helped them build them. I've helped them select a gear. Okay. I couldn't figure out my own board <laughs> because I was so I was so frustrated. And it was right. stupid. There's a mono stereo switch on here that if it's in stereo mode, it won't work in bypass. Right. Because it's looking for the stereo signal. Yeah. I forgot. Uh. The effects loop on this amp you can turn on and off. Yeah. I had it off. Right. So nothing was working. Yeah. And my boss guy was, Aaron, was talking off the ledge yeah. you know, at two o'clock in the morning because it's like, I don't know, it's like 10 where he was at. Yeah. And then it, then it clicked. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, but it was still. It could be staring you in the face sometimes. You he can't said, see it. He know, said, okay, goes. Scott, step one. Uh, no, is it plugged I, in? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like if you if you pulled me up in 10 seconds and said, hey, troubleshoot this and it's your board, no problem. Sure. I, I promise you I'll get that sorted out by the time you hit the second verse. Yeah. But when it's your own, it's a different it's a different animal. Yeah, well, I feel the same way in a lot of areas of music. Even when it comes to like recording my own music, sometimes I, prefer, I would prefer someone else to do it just because I get so – you know, I, it's why I use Daniel and Patrick um, right. for my guys. Like I do the recording at my house, yeah. but I send it to them to tweak stuff. Daniel does the drums. It's what we did in the No Name Scar know. Band album is we recorded it at my place and we uh, we got um, Power Station to mix the drums and then we had someone else master it. You know, yeah, yeah. I was I I'll master somebody else's stuff, but I won't master my own. 
Yeah. And, you know, I just played on um, three different things a couple weeks ago. But one thing didn't get used because um, the guitar sound, whatever. Another thing I, I was was really cool because it, it wasn't mine and they were like, go nuts. And so I just gave them 10 tracks and there was so much love that came back in that email. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'm playing on a death metal thing, which I've never done. That's not my really? wheelhouse whatsoever. Quite trendy at the moment, death metal. I, I, I won't say who. Somebody famous in the death metal world like, hey, do you want to play on a track? I was like, yeah, cool. And all they sent me was drums. Oh, man. <laughs> They're like, do, do the song. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I was like, what? I emailed back. I was like, where's the rest of the stems? They're like, no, no, that's, that's it. That's great. I was like. Was oh. it weird drums? Did you have to play along with like a it, strange time Yeah, it's crazy. And the, the, then I'm like, okay, what do you want me to tune to? Whatever. <laughs> like they gave me carte blanche. It's almost done. Um, I, I, that's I pretty know. cool though. Nice yeah, thing yeah, to be offered. Really cool. yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'll get used. Um, but you know, that's the other side of this. I play on tons of stuff. Some of it get used, some of it doesn't. Yeah. I, I get the check either way. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't take for anybody like who, who's thinking about doing that stuff. If you take that personally, get the check and if they use it great, if they don't, they don't. Like yeah, you can't get mad yeah. about that. Well, it's so, that's something that that you know. Um, it's a side of it that that you talked about in your episode on the podcast before uh, about professionalism, which is you know just it. It's, it's doing it as, as a job. You know, yep. it's like it get, it, whatever you give will be very high quality. Will be on time, and they. It's down to them whether they use it or not. No one's going to get butthurt about it. It's just, you know. No. Uh, when I was in Nashville not that long ago, I played on something fairly big and it got it didn't get used. Yeah. Um, I was glad to be in the room. I got to meet some cool people. Yeah. Maybe well, it'll come it. out later. You know, know, that's that's like 100% what it's like working in, in the movie industry. I mean, the, 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 in terms of where we're at with, with music, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's far better than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I always sound so sketchy that I won't tell people's names, but there's a respect level of things. Oh, that's fine. That, fine, like a therapist. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not only that. Like, you have these NDAs and these things that you get involved in. But, like, the Nashville thing was cool. I played on this thing, and it was a hero, and it was cool, and it just didn't get chosen. Right. And I was just, I don't know, maybe it's the little kid in me or, or me still being naive, thinking that this business isn't totally terrible, <laughs> that I was just kind of glad to be there. Yeah, in, in sure. A way. And I, you know, man, I still get blown away when I get a pedal in the mail yeah. or I get somebody who calls up and says, hey, yeah, we can give you that thing. Yeah. I mean, that thing I just put out in the air on Facebook that I was just asking a question about. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I'm still, I don't know. I, I, this stuff is still really cool to me and, yeah, man. and strange in its own respect because yeah, I don't, Yeah. I think of that as being like John Mayer stuff or like. Brad right, Paisley yeah. stuff like I, I'm not in those wheelhouses. Well, so you definitely hit it. Like a you know, being someone who is, who people respect their opinion when it comes to pedals is a great position to be in for getting free pedals. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. Uh, I was. I mean, that's why it happens. Let's be honest. Because people care about your opinion. Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, I was part of the beta team that did this. Really? Um, I was part of the beta team. And what else on here that I baited? Actually, nothing else on here that I baited. Um, I've beta tested a ton of pedals for people. That's, that, cool. that's a big part of what I do. Yeah. And also my favorite part because it's like, A, can you break it? Or B, can you make it do something else? Or why won't this work? Or what, yeah. what does a player want out of it kind of thing? Yeah. Um, 
You go through it looking for the kook in it that's going to make it a legendary pedal if there is one. And stuff well, like and that. the thing is, too, like speed stuff. So, like, they'll give me an octave pedal or a synth or something. Not just boss, anybody. Okay, you're a fast player. Can you trip up the tracking? Right, yeah. You know, and 90% of the time I can. And right. then it's like, okay, so what point does it not track? Like, what's the, the BPM? And Interesting. Then, you know, it, it's – some of it's super clinical. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, Paul – I always pronounce Paul's last name. Paul from Chase Plus, who's a dear friend. I was also a disaster area. The man knows, has forgotten more about MIDI than I know. Right. And I know a lot. Yeah. So like, you got to understand I'm not always the smartest guy in those rooms and I love that. Like yeah. I love – I took my wife to NAMM one year and I was in the, with a bunch of the big names. I was super quiet. Which is not usual for me at those events because right. she's like, I was like, I was just take, I'm learning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening, you know. Um, they're, they're fun, man. So if you had to pick one pedal of this thing, which one would it be? I said just one. Yep. Uh, it's a tie, either the DD500 or the H9. Right. And the reason for that is I can get anything I need out of it. Like these are amazing pedals. Yeah. But I can mimic. Anything else? Probably, you know what I'd say the H9 because the H9 and that's kind of a cheat because it's got everything in it. Right. It's kind of a Swiss Army knife pedal. Yeah. But if well, okay, let's take the H9 out of the mix. If I go with one, I'd go to the 500 because a good delay will fix a bad amp. Sure. And yeah. Nothing worse than a bad amp, and and you can you can wet up a bad <laughs> amp enough <laughs> where it's to massage okay. it where that you're not killing it too bad, and, sure. and the sound guy that's can kind of make all that work. I love I I love the idea of having a small board with these three on it along the top. Uh, Dan from the Dan Steinhart Daniel Steinhart uh, the that pedal show did something similar. He's right. got an H nine. These two instead of this delay, I think he has an Echo Rec. Okay, which is a, a very similar delay, but yeah, different, a tape more tape based. Okay, but not really tape. I mean, yeah, because there the are five hundred has like the emulators in it though, right? Reverse emulators. Yeah. Matter of fact, this is the dual delay. One side is analog, one side is digital. So the eighth right. notes are digital, the quarter notes are analog. Got it. Like you can program. Oh, I keep doing that. I'm sorry. As I said, I wasn't going to twist. <laughs> you can program that to do anything. And yeah. every boss delay sound that ever existed, including the SD3000s, are in there. Right. Everything. Tarot Echo. The, wow. the, D, the DM2, the DM3, the DM8, the DM3T, the uh, – I can't remember all the boss echoes. Whatever it is, they're in there. And yeah, when they cool. come out with a new one, they put that one in there too because it's all just software updates. That's got a USB uh, standard 2.0 jack on the back and you just update that via USB. Yeah, That's a no-brainer. So the 500 series and the 200 series – 200 series uses a micro USB. 500 series uses a standard USB. Um the Eventide I can do with my phone, but you can do the Eventide with uh, USB. You can do actually any of the the Eventide. They come with the EDM, which is the Eventide Device Manager. So I can go in and see this on a big screen, yeah, and edit without having to switch through and save. And I can set in BPMs and everything else. So when this is midied up and I hit a patch, everything will change. And I can have it set to tap tempos. I can have it preset to 
you know, not only does this change, but then it changes whether I'm gated or not gated. Like it, I can go crazy deep on this. Yeah. Or you can have it just be a switcher and uh, rearranging your pedals. So, yeah. so how often, like, um, like the 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 boss delay pedal, for example, you know, you, like you said, if they came out with some uh, some new features and updates and whatever, it, you could literally plug that in and and download it and update mm-hmm. the patch and etc. Um, but at some point, are there features that they come out with that are, uh, I guess, physical as opposed to software? So, like, I mean, how – I guess if you buy that pedal, theoretically, you're, you can have it for a really long time and keep mm-hmm. just updating and updating and updating. But how often do they come out with a, a physical new – Like a new sh- chassis. New, a, yeah, a new chassis basically, a new, a new well, pedal that you that you can't just update yours to do that, that you have to buy the new pedal. Is this something that happens the, more often than not or not really? The example is the 500 series is five pedals. There's a looper. There's a delay, modulation pedal, a reverb pedal that is stunning. Right. And a vocoder style unit. That was all duplicated with the 200 series. So the 200 series takes away a button, gives you most of the features. So for guys who wanted something smaller, and there's also a pedal that I love that's not on this board, which is the EQ version of the 200 series. So it's a basically a Boss GE7 that you can program to death, which I, I use all the time. And then there's the looper that has the crazy drum machine and edits in it. So that's kind of the switch to that. A better example is to use the H9. The H9 is now maxed out, no pun intended. There's no new updates going to come to that. They might add in an algorithm here and there, but this pedal's kind of waiting to be upgraded. Like right. there'll be, I'm sure, I don't know, an H10 or H12 or H. Who knows? Who knows how they're going to do that? But the Dot Nine series is kind of carrying that load of giving you other options because you get five right. presets. And also for the guy that doesn't want to spend eight hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks or whatever it is, can get more of what they're focused on. Yeah, but okay. you know, um, it used to be pretty. A, when I was in music retail, it was a two-year window. Like Fender would come out with new line of guitars every two years, Gibson every two years, PRS every two years. Pedals, what compact size pedals were always there was always something new on the horizon. Big box pedals or twin pedals. They 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 have a longer shelf life. Okay, right, yeah. Um, and the 500 series is they piecemealed that out. It was the delay, then the modulation, then the reverb, right? And then then a loop. You know, like different things came out. Um, there's no uh, overdrive version of the 500. There's an overdrive version of the 200, right? Because you don't need. How is it? It was explained to me. Because that was my question. Well, yeah. where's the 500 version of the overdrive? Yeah. And I knew about the 200 series. And they're like, it's going to come in the 200 instead because you don't need the footprint right. that you need with the 500. Gotcha. So there's a 200 series. It's yellow, typical boss color pattern for that. And it has everything in it. It has a Klon style delay or delay. It has a Klon style drive in it. it. has the metal zone, the HM2. Like everything is in there. Yeah. And it's gated. Right. So – you could have a noise gate if you want that tight. If you're playing that's the cool. chugga chugga stuff, you've already got that built in. Yeah, that's great. Um, great pedal. I actually use it quite a bit. Yeah, you hear that, Justin? <laughs> Justin likes his uh, noise gate. 
I, he, I'm telling he likes you that, the chugga chugga. Well, and the, <laughs> it's really easy to program. It's super sensitive. Like it knows yeah. it. It's got everything sorted out. So they didn't do the 500 in that just because of that. But that pedal does exist. But this is kind of like the Porsche version of that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not. Yes, I'm going to say this. I'm not in love with the fuzzes on that on the 200 series one. Right. Where the fuzz on this, I think, is fantastic. So yeah. Um, but then, then we're talking about: Do you like cilantro? Or do you like oregano? Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean. You, the, what if you like both? I <laughs> so if you're sort of into of like kind of like martially sounding kind of kind of punk rocky sounding overdrives, this has got them on there too, right? Absolutely. But yeah. if you want something smaller, yeah. So like, okay, let me state this for all the YouTube people: I bought the pedal. I have no connection to this company. <laughs> They've given me nothing for free. Yes, they have started sharing my videos. I am not compensated whatsoever. I bought this pedal I'm about to talk about. Right. Now that that's out of the way. Uh, Origin FX Revival Drive Hot Rod Compact. Right. Hands down, the best Marshall in the box I've ever played. Really cool. Not even close. It's 400 bucks. It's not a cheap pedal. Yeah. But it's also not a cheap pedal. Like, you feel this, and it's like you're holding a Rolex. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's a cool. meaty thing and the knot and it's gorgeous and it's got a bias control i mean it's unworldly i heard you know youtube does the drop and you know the video drop right yeah the pedal comes out 15 guys do it i watch tom quiet tom quail i watch revere there's a few guys that i watch yeah and revere revere played it and i was like oh shit i gotta get this and i saw 400 dollars and i was like Ah, <laughs> I know it's a lot. I'm yeah. cheap. It sounds cool though, and I don't know anybody <laughs> at that company. I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy it, and I just bought it. I took my Sweetwater card out that I never use, and I went, pa. Yeah, there you go. And I haven't stopped playing. The only reason it's not on this board is it doesn't make sense, right? With yeah. this, but yeah. matter of fact, that pedal through that amp on this EL34 setting, yeah, is one of the best plexis you'll ever hear, right? And it. I have control over the volume. Yeah. And it's not much bigger than a boss pedal. It's a little bit bigger. But for yeah. you, same thing we we're talking about. Go straight into your DAW. The, one of the videos they just shared of mine was me going into my DAW into yeah. two notes. Yeah. And that yeah. – when you think about that, I, I got I to say this out loud because this is so – I've owned a Rockman. I've owned the Ibanez. Like every version of some sort of thing that's supposed to make you sound good without an amp I've owned. Yeah. All of them. I'm not even kidding. The Jackson thing, like all of it, right? It all sounded like crap to a point. Like you, <laughs> no matter what you did, it, it wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. I even had the Boogie V Twin, like, and the the V Twin was the closest, but it still wasn't there. Yeah. But now the fact that you can take this, or you can take that compact pedal, or hell, you could even take a Boss Overdrive pedal, put it in your DAW, and now sculpt it with like a World of Sound plugin, or th- there's a hundred apps. That's yeah. just the one that I used. So use whatever you want to use. but And have a great tone. If I don't tell anybody – if I post that video from the re- re- drive, Revival Drive thing and don't tell anybody I'm not – there's a video of me playing. I'm in a Baby Yoda shirt and I'm playing along to a jam track. Right. That's the Revival Drive into the DAW. Yeah. That amazing tone is not my boogies. Right. I, and it's my, I love my boogies. Yeah. But, you know, I wanted to keep the DB level normal. Yeah. And – 
I've gotten lazy. <laughs> I don't want to hook up a lot well, of stuff. Well, again, the, the, last the, thing stuff. I would call, the last thing I'd call you is, la- there's right. the man sitting, sitting here like a wizard with his pen. Right. I'm lazy. I'm yeah, lazy. Right. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> no, crazy. You know what I mean? with, like, with all the digital stuff, though, you know, again, it, it's just the technology is there. I, I mean, you can, you can pretty much have any amp you want and model any amp you want, any sound you want, any – any combination of anything you want with the right software, I, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's kind of like just what approach do you take at this point, isn't it? It's all out there. You just got to figure out the way you want to do it. Well, yeah, and, and there's also the fact of, you know, there's a couple things. Finger tone is a big thing. You know, guys yeah. have to develop that. Yeah. You know. Let's turn you off. Hold on a second. That, that inherent... You know, sure. You know where you're getting the sing of the note without having to have something on. Yeah, and you're getting those things to happen with your hands too. Like yeah. I think the biggest mistake you can go buy all of this tomorrow, and you're not going to sound like me. Yeah, and I can buy everything you have, and I'm not going to sound like you. Yeah, doesn't. There's no. You don't the, want to sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, oh, you're in a band with me, man. The, the, best, the, the best and worst part about this is, and I learned this the hard way, is I sound like me no matter what. And mm. there's things that I like. I love, like, the overdriven boss thing that I think it's three. I love that. Almost that organy kind of thing. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? I just love that. <laughs> but you take that or the octave thing with the phase. I want that so badly. By the way, anybody listening to this, I want this built in a pedal. It's a single pedal with a switch. I have ideals. Call me. But like this. And since this is poly. Yeah. Can't tell if that's on or off. There it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. Or add. Actually, no, let's jump out of that. Do that. And I think it's here. Taking uh, the the boss version of that, well, they're both boss version, but taking the overtone patch of the boss with the octave and doing different things. And again, I love this. Everything I just did, I didn't change anything. Everything goes back to normal. Yeah. So then I can't buy this whole exact rig, and and there's not like a Scott Gaylor patch that I can put in there, <laughs> and make me sound just like. All you. of a sudden, your no. beard goes boof. Right. No. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> beard goes say, my, and my, I'm a virtuoso on the guitar. My beard did <laughs> grow back very quickly. I, it I, did. I, I was really afraid that that. I like, think you're just meant to have one. Your body knows that. It's meant to be there. You know what? And thank God I'm not like my brother with the with the crazy back hair sweater thing. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> he's not going to watch anyways. Let's be. You never know. Uh, no, my sister. This will be will. the one episode he listens. To. No, my. You know what? My sisters are great. Um, I love my brother, but he's just. This is not his. It's super great. supportive. Like if he'll go and cheer and rant and rave and talk about me, but it's just not. It's not his music. It's not his wheelhouse. Like there's sure. nothing about it that's his thing. Um, and I love him for it, you know. He's he's my uh, 
I got to get him to stop dressing like Charlie Sheen, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, thank you so much for coming and talking about your amazing pedal board. It's been a lot of fun. It's uh, been yeah, really man. cool. Uh, thank you for having me again. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna try to do this. Uh, yeah, you know. and and if you're listening um, and uh, you like us doing um, very gear focused episodes uh, or watching, please let us know. Please um, tell us in the comments or or you know send us get, get in touch with us via any of the social media that we have yep. and, um, and and let us know if uh, this is the kind of thing you'd like to see more of. Also, um, we, we're obviously trying to boost our YouTube. Um, uh, subscriptions so please uh like the video and subscribe to this oh video God, we'd really appreciate uh, that absolutely. and um uh yeah we're almost definitely going to get scott back to talk about more of his gear because this is only at the tip of the iceberg well so. you know what i'll even put this out there for people that are listening and watching this if you go to my facebook page there's a thing uh, i there's a couple guitar focused photo albums on my facebook page hundreds of pedals Pick a few. I'll bring them. Like oh, you, you guys, you guys select the next build challenge accepted <laughs> to a point. You know, like keep it within five or six things, and I can put stuff together, or we can talk about pedal order. It, you want it gets nerdy in a hurry, but <laughs> That's awesome. like the if I give anybody a takeaway from this, you don't need any of this stuff, but the stuff is hella fun. Yeah, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, I'm not that much like this is a reissue block logo. I don't care that it's not an original script logo. Right. I have an original script logo, Distortion Plus, but that's because I'm a Randy Rhodes fan and that was a cool thing to have. Right. But if I play Ain't Talking About Love with this or I play with the Eddie version of the phaser or I find a a vintage script phaser, you're not going to hear that on your phone through YouTube. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I promise you that. (laughs) All right. let's, let's, Let's clearify that as we can so yeah if you guys want to do that look in the i wish i could tell you what the book photo albums are called but as you click oh, on the photo yeah, album we'll it's all pedals so it's pretty easy to see what it is and yeah, yeah awesome. go and, and check out i still own pedals. it if it's on the page i still own it like when, oh, as soon cool. as i disown a pedal or i get rid of a pedal which never happens i get rid of it yeah there's even stuff that hasn't made it up there yet so it's possible that i have something you know, and we can either talk about switching systems, or we can build just a regular small board. Or we—I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I have—I don't know. Tons it's honestly of a great—it's a great offer, Scott. And and if you're out there and you're interested in pedals, you should take Scott up on it and go check out his pedals and have him bring them on the show, and we can talk about them because there's nothing we enjoy more than um, talking about gear on here. And um, yeah. you know, uh, primarily the show is. Um, interviewing musicians but um we'd like to we'd definitely like to do more of these exactly (laughs) we'd definitely like to do more of these gear things so you know um please get in touch with just any of your ideas and comments about it whether we should do one once a month you know just let let us know and and if you want uh you know and if you're looking for a a specific uh setup or anything like that reach out reach out to scott you know he'll be more than happy to put something together custom for you um i do it all the time easiest way is scott gaylor lessons at gmail.com Perfect. And the lesson has an S on the end of it. Uh, I also own lesson, but I can't get into it anymore. So <laughs> lessons. <laughs> lessons. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll put all that stuff in the show notes too. So oh, got you teach maths lessons. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the other thing, I'll throw this out into the ether because then it may become the life. I mean, I work with so many of these companies. Maybe they'll want to sponsor an episode and we'll talk all about a brand. Like yeah. This, like, dot, not, whatever. Yeah, Who, cool. You know what I mean? Cool. I don't want to put it on even tide. Like, now you got to do this. Like, whoever. Like, sure, sure, sure. We sure. can do... Um, 
but yeah, I'm open. Like whatever you guys want to know, just ask. Cool. Cool. Well, this, uh, episode was brought to you by handlebars bar and grill and um handlebars is a biker bar in Tequesta. is right on the border of uh martin county and palm beach county on us one and it's a real cool spot you can swing by on your bike we have um strictly motorcycle park parking like right outside the front of the bar and then there's car parking on the sides and um we have live music there we have a bike night on the second thursday of every month and that is from 6 to 9 p.m and then we have music every saturday afternoon evening and um we're starting to push that a little bit later and uh we have um Music on Sundays too, on Sunday afternoons, nice. and uh, and it's really food, a good time. There. Tons of beer on tap, absolutely. Yeah, yep. the food's great. Um, Burnsy does the food, and um, he, he's an interesting character. Come and meet Burnsy, the chef, and um, come <laughs> nice. c- come and hang out with Jamie, the, the, who works behind the bar, and a whole host of uh, Jupiter characters that um, you can you you can only understand the vibe of there by coming to check it out. You should come. Come swing by Handlebars Bar and Grill. Who knows? I might be there. You know, sometimes I'm up there helping out. And I play there quite a lot as well. I play there on so, um, like almost every other Sunday, but not quite. So, I mean, as someone who used to ride, I think it's incredible that you guys have parking for the bikes. That's yeah. so cool. It looks great, too. They're all out front there. And it's, it, I think one of the most fun things about the place is that you just get to see you know, ev- everyone brings out their interesting vehicles and you get like rat rods there and all these yeah. cool nice. choppers yeah. and stuff. Like the other day, this guy showed up in it, a, a chopper that was, it was crazy looking like a praying mantis. And the thing was colored almost like flesh <laughs> color. I've never seen anything like it in my life. So yes, you come check out the place. It's uh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a real part of Jupiter and Tequesta kind of local culture. You know, and I'm glad that awesome. we've managed to kind of keep it around and, 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 and breathe a little bit of life back into the place. Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool spot. So. Yeah, man. So what's going on with the gigs this weekend then, Hector? Well, um, this weekend we have uh, Friday night we're at Connolly's. That's right. Um, uh, it's a, kind of a last-minute uh, plug that we picked up there. They uh, they World needed a, they, Yep. Mm-hmm. They needed a band, and uh, and we stepped in. And yeah, so, cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I always like playing there. So, so yeah, it's uh, good. It's your home turf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of. I used to have the Christmas parties there. Really? Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, well, it's, a, it's a cool spot. <laughs> Caitlin's cool over there. It's yeah. just you know, it, it's just a cool spot. I, I just like going there. You know, Sons of a Tradesman, like that's their that's their home away sure, from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so this this weekend, um, this weekend we're playing there on Friday, um, and incidentally, actually, I uh, I'm working with Caitlin right now to put together for September 18th a uh, an all original band tonight. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. I'll be talking to you. Um, yeah, there you go. So yeah, it should be cool. Should, should be cool. I mean, it won't be a ton of bands. Um, you know, I'm thinking like four or five bands, but it should be fun. Yeah, should be fun. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Saturday, are you guys playing at Square Group or Saturday? Yeah, Saturday Square Grouper, and then as um, a duo, yeah, um, Kilbilly's playing from three to six p.m. Me and um, me and James um, in Jupiter, and then in the evening, there's all sorts going on. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, in the evening, there is all sorts of uh, craziness <laughs> from us. So uh, in the evening, there are no Kilbilly's gigs. However, 
Mm. Uh, my other band, uh, Euphobia, that Justin's a part of, and James, who's in Killbillies with us, is a part of. Um, we're going to be playing a show, um, doing a set over at Swampgrass Willies, yeah. along with James's other band, Butch and the Fat Dubes, and yeah. uh, another band, uh, I believe they're called Fall Victim. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we'll all be playing that show, and simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to try to do our show and then race over really fast uh, at Propaganda. Uh, your other band, the No Name Scott Band, is yeah. is uh, doing your CD release party. With, yeah, that's uh, right. With nice. tons of other uh, yeah, we other have the, bands, the Muggles and <sighs> Nev- Neverless and Krista Makes from Less Than Jake. Yeah, so, and Iha yeah, cool Muerte too. Or no? Are oh. they are they playing? Oh, he just the Muerte. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the Muerte playing. Yeah, well, I mean, ju- how many bands is Justin in at this point? <laughs> I mean, my God, <laughs> I know. Yeah, God. yeah. Justin Giannoutsos. He he's just in so many so many acts. Justin, he, remember Justin Thought? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, I used to fuck with him on that. So <laughs> he's a good lad. And yeah. by the way. Um, I think he's laboring under the misapprehension that I can't pronounce his last name. Giannoutsos. There you go. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, brother. You just adjusted me. I can't. <laughs> Straight up. And then Sunday, are you playing? You're not playing Handlebar Sunday. Uh, Sunday, I'm playing. Um, from 11 to 3, I'm playing the Palm Beach Sailing Club. Okay. Um, so yeah, okay. I think it's a, a members-only place. I'm not 100 percent sure, but okay. it's in West Palm Beach. So if you're a member of the Palm Beach Sailing Club, you should uh, come swing by and have some brunch and watch me play. Yeah. Yeah. And Scott, your uh, your trio is doing a live stream right here at Live Music Community, August 22nd, I believe. 22nd or 24th? It's Sunday. 24th. It's a Sunday. I'll look right now. And the reason I'm bad with that is we haven't actually had a rehearsal because of COVID. August 22nd. It's yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. Our first big rehearsal is Friday. Like, okay. We booked four hours out of the place instead of our normal warehouse because people got sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and my guys have kids and there's all sorts of stuff. So uh, we got together for a quick one-off rehearsal not that long ago. We were, we were still okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have the feeling that, uh, that you're the kind of guy that can step back in and play and not have a whole lot of problems. <laughs> no, I mean – and. I feel bad for my guys because I am a pain in the ass. Like if anybody who's played in a band me will tell you I'm a pain in the ass. But um, I just want the best show. Sure. I just want it to sure. be good. Like, and I don't care about mistakes. Mistakes, I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. I just want us to have it so you're not thinking about it. Like yeah. what we're doing now, we're not thinking about this. We're just doing this. Yeah. Like, there's no uh, – right. that's what I want it to feel like. So I'm pretty excited. Um, we're going to – matter of fact, we're debuting a new song here, which is cool. – um, I don't do a whole lot of neoclassical stuff. That's not really my thing. And this has got yeah. that kind of power metal neoclassical vibe oh, to it, which is cool. something different. So that will be a new thing awesome. here um, that we're going to re- properly record, of course, but yeah. we're going to debut it here. Cool. Nice. Lots of tapping and stuff, I imagine. Yeah. And that one, no. Um, a lot of, a uh, lot of like. Uh, okay. A lot of. A lot of ne- yeah, that doesn't necessarily work with that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, a lot of staccato. Ink. You know what? Okay, quick backstory because we could do this all night if we're not careful. Uh, I wrote this song, the bulk of this song when I was 16. It was my live guitar solo for like three years. Oh, wow. And when I rehearsal, I just threw it out. And they picked up on it really quick. And I was like, oh, holy shit, okay. And then we added stuff and we, we – it's not the same song anymore. But yeah, it's kind of my nod to – Kind of Ingve Jakey Lee things, cool. and um, 
there's a there's an arpeggio section and that's a very much a nod to the bark at bark of the moon so before anybody goes oh it's bark of the moon i know okay <laughs> it's on purpose <laughs> that's great i'll tell you what we i can't wait to watch it do um, and uh We've had a wonderful time doing this, and we should Always. definitely get together and do it again, mate. Um, Absolutely, awesome. take it easy. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. I, this is my uh, my new home. I yeah, love uh, I love coming here and you know um, shooting the shit. That's it. Man. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we for do. For anybody who wonders what Nam's like, this is Nam, but with no volume. This is, this is literally what I do at trade shows, except I'm doing a lot more playing. That's great. That's awesome. So there you go. Well, that's thank actually you high again. praise. Thank you guys. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Next see you time, later. Guys.